Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome into the latest episode of Her Playbook presented by Nike. My name is Madeline Burke and joining me this week, she's a three-time college national champion, two-time goalkeeper of the year, and of course, a two-time World Cup champion, Ashlyn Harris. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It is such a treat to have you in studio today talking about what an incredible career you've had both on the pitch and off of it. Um, right now, I, I mean, I just want to start with this this new role you've got here. You're the global creative advisor at Gotham FC. Mm-hmm. That's often a hard challenge for a professional athlete who's accomplished so much you have in the world of sport to take your talent to something next. How did you decide to turn the page and to pursue this next chapter? Wow, that's um, it's such a I know it is. It's good to be here. And um, no, it's interesting, right? So, so many people ask me about this. And it's for me, I've been doing this for so long. I knew so as a female athlete, we know that we don't get paid fairly. We won't have the financial resources that our male counterpart would have. And for me, I I knew that for me to build out a long lasting career, I had to put a lot of work in off the field, which meant building my brand. Who I, who was I? Like, Mm -hmm. what did I want to be? What did I want to stand for? And, and I really took a deep dive into, what was next? Because I knew sports had a shelf life. There was yeah. no guarantee, right? I, I At any moment, I could get hurt. At any moment, anything could happen. And I really invested in my brand. And that was building sponsorships, you know, really understanding what it meant to be a social influencer, an ambassador, and figuring out what hits on social media and what doesn't and how to navigate in social settings being articulate when you speak to people, being good on camera, started taking acting classes, started doing poetry stuff. So for me, I I wanted to be well-rounded and Mm -hmm. I thought that was really important for who I was going to be next. So for me, the transition was super easy. It was so easy. It was really... um, it was a gr- really good time for me to create the change that I wanted to see because I wasn't able to do it while I was playing. Right. And I was kind of holding too many roles at one time, trying to push and develop women's sports and really put women's soccer on the map. And it was hard to do that while I was playing. So now I've just transitioned in- into this role at an incredible time. There's so much momentum in women's sports and in women's soccer. And now it's just like I hit the ground and I took off running. Right. 
Well, and you mentioned the momentum in women's sports too, because especially not just, you know, in this world of soccer, in the NCAA Mm -hmm. tournament, we saw incredible numbers with the women's tournament as well. Um, We saw the women's FA Cup final just set a record attendance for women's domestic Mm -hmm. club game. We're seeing a lot of uh, interest around the WNBA season, which tips off in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of interest around the NWSL season, which is underway as well. What do you attribute this to? I mean, this has been something that it feels like it was a slow and steady wave mm-hmm. and now it's turning into a bit of a tidal wave. Yeah. So I like I'm always I'm a disruptor. So <laughs> I'm going to say um, I always say we've been here. Yeah. This has been going on for a long time. Women, you know, women have contributed so much in sports, not just women's sports. And I think so often when I'm sitting in front of camera, people are like, what's the secret sauce? Why now? And I'm like, well, no, this is a product of investment and visibility. This and, and when you put those two together, it's, it's dynamite, right? So you're seeing women in prime time. You're seeing college basketball on at correct times for viewership, not at random hours where people are working or people, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. Like those things don't exist anymore. Um, I can even relate back to the NWSL days. Our championship games are on at 11 a.m. Yeah. Who's watching it? Half half of us are, you know, doing things. We're barely up. We're not moving around and kicking like you can't create a culture of people wanting to show up and invest if you're not going to put women on prime time you're not going to invest in you know marketing and sponsorship dollars giving them what they need to be successful and now you're just seeing a product of all of these things coming together and now you're actually seeing what can happen and what is possible and how much these players are benefiting and these franchises are benefiting on pure investment and and just putting women where they should be. Yeah. Well, and there's so much talent in women's athletics, women's Mm -hmm. sports. Um, You mentioned the World Cup run. 2015 and 2019 World Cup champions. I remember I went to that 2019 ticker tape parade. You guys had so much fun. Oh, my God. I was having myself a time. (laughs) That was such a fun team. Um, But going through that process, first of all, I just want to know, like, when you look back to those years, there was a lot of ups and downs that you mm-hmm. were going through in that time. But what sticks out? What do you remember most about those championships, those those eras? Yeah, so I will uh, – like for me, everyone asks what your favorite time – like what my favorite group or time or team. And I have to say every year is so special. And to play for the U.S. Women's National Team for over 10 years is – crazy to even say out loud, but that 2019 team ticked different. Yeah. I think why people got so down and just like supported our team to a whole different level is because we finally were just super unbuttoned. I think women's sports, we have to walk this really tight rope and this tight line where you have to be the girl next door. You have to be pretty. You have to like sit down and be quiet and like be grateful, you know? Mm -hmm. You need to be grateful for what you're getting. And I think that 2019 team was just like, let's go. Let's go. Like we were just getting ripped apart by scoring too many goals. And what male sport do you like a blowout? No one's like, oh, you should probably score less. Like we finally were like, I'm so tired of being put in a box as a female athlete. We're going to blow this place up. And I think you just saw people in a different way. I grabbed my phone. I just started filming the whole thing and it started going 
viral everywhere. And it was just so good to see that women talk crap, women drink, women have a good time, women have a little chip and edge to them. And I think people just were like, wow, they're normal. Yeah. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, and you talked a bit, too, about building a brand, right? And your brand that you've been building from day one. Now, I think, you know, in 2023, this is something that people focus on and prioritize and and do so deliberately. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I think sticks out that any, you know, consumer or anybody would relate to is authenticity. Mm -hmm. And that's something that that 2019 team, especially you guys really showed that authenticity. That's something that you've had from day one. What instilled that? Was this just instinctive in you or was this something that you're like, okay, this is a deliberate path that I'm going to take? Yeah. When I, you know, when I started to take a deep dive of who I wanted to be and how I wanted to present myself to the world, I really needed to be sure of who I was. Yeah. And that was, what do you want to stand for? What do you want to fight for? Because you're building this incredible platform at the end of the day to create change, mm-hmm. right? So you want people to listen, but when you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. So you have to say the right things. So I just really started educating myself. I started, um, you know, really showing up for the LGBTQ plus community. I have two black children. That's a very, very important topic for me. Um, And I, I just I at the end of the day, this isn't about me. It's about making this place better for my children. And I, it's a scary time for our young kids and I am fighting like hell to make it better, more diverse, more open, more accepting. I want kids, no matter how they identify to be able to play sports because I had that and it was such a safe space for me. And when things weren't going, you know, right in my life or my parents were going through divorce and it was turbulent, like I always could fall back on sports and like stripping that from a child just seems like heartless and it doesn't make sense. And there's a weird narrative around it. And I'm just trying to disrupt that and change it. And it's not about gay rights. It's about human rights. Right. right? So I'm really just trying to pave the way to lend my voice to groups that you know, maybe aren't getting the opportunity to speak and be heard. And I want to make sure I'm showing up and doing the right things. And you've always kind of been such a vocal leader in terms of standing up for what is important, what needs to change, especially when it comes to the equal pay fight. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, when you look at how talented these women's soccer players are and just how much uh, attention they're bringing to the game, to to the world of sport, being at the forefront of that battle while also being on the field and playing for your country, for your club, 
What was that balance like for you? Well, we had a running joke joke with the team that, yes, we are women and we can multitask. So we can be very good at sport and we can be very good at being trailblazers, bosses, entrepreneurs, doing all the things, fighting for what we believe in and pay equity. And um, I think you you just saw uh, we weren't going to stop. Mm-mm. I think the U.S. soccer kept trying to make it go away and – We were just like, this will not end well for you. No matter how long this takes, you either do the right thing or we're going to make it impossible and miserable for you. And that was just the mentality we had in general. That's how we were on the field. We were bulldogs. I mean, we fought for the right things and it wasn't just about us. We knew the second, you know, we we made action like that to you know do a lawsuit against your employer we knew it would transcend to other women in business you know it's not just about sport it's right. women of all industries it's teams in europe and all these other like f- federations that then after we've filed the lawsuit, started doing the same thing and demanding more from their federation. So it created this incredible movement. And all it takes is one person to be like, this isn't right. We're not going to stand for this. It's not fair. We should be paid like this. We put in equal time and equal effort. Like we should be paid uh, fairly for it. And I just feel like it really ignited something in a lot of women who were like, wow, they're right. I should be doing the same thing. I should be asking the hard questions. I should value my work and time. Um, you know, it, it's it's an important conversation to have. And for some reason, women are really weird about it. Well, like you said, women are taught to be more polite yeah. and more grateful and like, okay, thank you so much yeah. for the opportunity. But standing up for saying, hey, this is what I think. And you're seeing it so much more in other worlds of sport. You know, Brianna Stewart really mm-hmm. sit at the forefront of saying we need charter flights for mm-hmm. the WNBA. We need to make a, a living wage mm-hmm. so players don't have to go overseas. How much have you felt the ripple effect of the stand that you and your teammates have taken and, and the growth of, of that? Yeah, I I think, you know, the good thing with the players, we've been disruptors for a while and we fight for the right things and we stand on the right side of change, but there's just so much work that has to be done, right? So Mm -hmm. I I don't by any means think we're there. Mm -hmm. Um, You're noticing, especially in women's sports right now, there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of ACL injuries and everyone's like, well, why, why? Well, when you live in the U.S. and you're flying in middle seats to Seattle and you're on the road for 12 days and then you have to fly to New York and then you have to fly down to Houston and you're on commercial flights and you don't have the proper nutrition, you're in and out of airports. Like men don't deal with that. Mm -hmm. They just don't. Mm -hmm. You get in one city and you're out the next day and, you know, you have a lengthy medical staff and you've got chefs and you've – you're just – you're, you're treating your body like gold, and the, and the, these players are the product. So we should be doing whatever it takes to make sure that they feel healthy and rested. And you know, we have to travel them correctly. We have to feed them correctly. We have to put the right things in their body. And we're just not there on the women's side yet. Mm-hmm. And do I think we'll get there? I do. But it's going to take more investment. And are we ready for that? Right. I mean, I remember I heard an interview with you when you talked about, you know, flying back with a gold medal around your neck and, you know, in a middle seat, just kind of tucked mm-hmm. away. That. And that's that image, that visual for sports fans. It's like, wait, what? Oh, my How? gosh. I will never forget that day. We got on the plane. Allie and I were flying home. We were recognized. And they made an announcement on the flight. And they said, oh, we have two World Cup champions on the flight. And everyone's looking at the front like, mm, where are they? <sighs> and we were like. 
We were in the back, in the middle seat. Yeah. I mean, people were shocked by it, but it's, I mean, it's, that is the reality. And until, I mean, it's not a great story to tell and it's really not funny, even though I'm making it funny, but like, unless someone knows and sees and understands like, hey, this is the reality in which we live. Right. And is it okay? No, it's not. But it's an important picture to paint, Mm -hmm. too, because like you said, everyone heard that announcement and immediately intuitively thinks, oh, where are they up there? And you're like, no, that's that's not how Mm -hmm. these World Cup champions Mm -hmm. were treated at the time. I mean, you had a lot of obstacles and hurdles in that regard, in many regards. Was there ever a time in your professional career where you thought, is it worth it to play professionally? I mean, this is a sport you love. Did it ever challenge you in that way? Yeah, I mean... I if we didn't all feel that at some point, I would be very shocked. Um, but you know, Ali and I, we sit sometimes when we have these conversations and we feel like we're not being seen or heard. We're just like, gosh, what is it going to take? It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It really is exhausting. And then we can have a few, you know, little moments where we're not exactly like happy with the standard and the expectation right now but then we realize it is our job to hold everyone accountable and it is hard conversation especially with your general managers and your presidents and your ownership group but it it is our job to move this sport forward and mm-hmm. women's sports forward and and we have to hold people accountable because we're living it Right. That's the difference. Yeah. We live it every single day. And, and I'm in such a unique place where I'm on both sides now. Mm-hmm. I've lived a, as a player. Now I'm, the, I'm on the business side. So it's a unique perspective. And I have to like stand up for what's right. And, and putting the players first is always in the, in the front of my mind. That player experience is the most important thing. And I, I have to keep waking up every day and shattering and knocking down doors, no matter how tired I am or how exhausting it gets or however amount I keep repeating myself and saying the same thing. Like this is the importance of moving women, women, not just women's sports, women forward. Right. And we have to do the work. So no matter how much I complain or say this and I want this, I have to do the work. Yeah. It's actionable steps every single day to choose to do the work. Yeah. And that's what I do. And doing the work every single day and, you know, continuing to do so in the work that you're doing with Gotham, Mm -hmm. um, growing that sport. I mean, I know you're working with a lot of really invested businessmen and women and people that are really looking to to watch the NWSL grow. Mm -hmm. Um, What are you proudest of that that Gotham is, is moving towards right now? Um, I finally feel like we're in a place where people get it. It's we're going to do this right and we're going to do this big and we're going to do whatever it takes to get where we need to be to make this franchise the best in the world. And that's the type of investment and commitment we need in women's sports. This is not a charitable event. Mm-hmm. This is not I'm doing this because I have a few daughters and I want them to like think I'm the cool dad. Right. That this is a good business move. Right. This is a good investment move. I I love having people in our corner who get it. Mm-hmm. And we have that. And um, if we continue building and investing in the right places, we are going to make New York a huge soccer hub. Yeah. And I look forward to being a part of it. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And there's already so much traction, so much fanfare, so much excitement around Gotham and the talent that you guys have Mm -hmm. got on the field. Um, This sport has given you so much, too. Mm -hmm. And and you mentioned Allie. You met your wife Mm -hmm. playing for the national team. Um, You guys have two beautiful children now. We were talking before this about you guys recently celebrating Mm -hmm. Mother's Day. Can you give us a peek? Like, what? How how has this game really affected your life and that growth and that trajectory there? Oh, gosh. So it's given me everything, right? So the best thing soccer gave me is my wife and my family, hands Mm -hmm. down. It is... It, it, it's the greatest gift I've ever had, mm-hmm. having my family in my corner. But soccer has always, I've said this from the beginning, it's just what I did. Mm-hmm. It's what I do. It is not who I am. And I had a gift. I did. I had a beautiful gift to play soccer. It is my job now to transform that gift into purpose and and showing up and doing the things that you and I both are sitting here doing, talking about moving women forward, showing up for my communities, showing up for the marginalized communities, just really making this place better, making women's soccer impactful, a place where people can show up and feel like they belong because that's what soccer's about. Yeah, That's why it's a global language of just acceptance and beauty and love. And I want to create something very, very special here in New York and have that sense of culture here that's very different than any franchise. Yeah. And and the growth of the game has been great, too, to watch. I mean, you're just a year removed from playing. Mm-hmm. And already, you know, Alyssa Nyard today, it turns out she's 500 saves. Mm-hmm. Just the second goalie in the NWSL to hit that number. The first one being, oh, oh you. Yeah, you <laughs> did that. Um, when you see other players kind of encroaching on some of the records that you've set and then things that you've done, does that fill you with pride? Does oh, that- my God. Yeah, especially Alyssa. We have such a rich history and and. And records are made to be broke. Like we have to keep breaking them and shattering them and growing. And it just shows the development of women's sports. Players are getting younger. It's a really, really good time. Mm-hmm. And I love sitting back and celebrating it. Uh, we had a game yesterday and I saw the national team coach. We were talking about the uh, World Cup coming up. And I said, I'm just so excited finally to sit back yeah. and and just enjoy it in a different perspective. And I'm really looking forward to that because my whole life was dedicated on achieving that type of greatness. Weirdly enough, I achieved it twice, but I was searching for it my whole life. And it'll be, this will be the first world cup I can sit back and not worry about the pressure and not worry about what people have to say, not worrying about getting a roster spot or staying healthy or I'm just going to be able to breathe, enjoy it, and see these young players literally live out their dream mm-hmm. because I was there. Yeah. And I get it. You get it. I mean, and now you get to watch it as a fan, experience it as a fan. As a fan, it's very exciting, obviously. Mm-hmm. This women's team is incredibly talented. What are your expectations? Do you have them? 
I do. I, you know, I'd be lying if I said the expectation is always to win. Right. Um, it is very important that the U.S. is still the best team in the world. And that is very difficult to stay at the top. Um, everyone's biting at your ankles. The air is very thin. Um, they have a lot of pressure on their back and it is a very, very young team. Mm -hmm. But I truly believe that they can, they can do this. And I hope they can do this because it is life changing. And, you know, they are continue, they get, they have equal pay now. And this could be life changing for a lot of these players. And, and what I love so much is I get to sit back. I'll never see the benefit of, of it, mm -hmm. but that's a part of doing the work. I'm not a disgruntled player. I want these kids. The reason why all of us fought so damn hard is because now these kids can show up and do one job, right? One mm -hmm. to be the best at their craft, to be the best in the world and not to focus on, oh gosh, what's my next paycheck? Oh gosh, I got to pay the bills. Oh gosh, I need to be building this brand. Oh gosh, I got to be checking all these bots. Just focus on your job. Right. And that's what we've tried to do by fighting so hard for so many years, getting equal pay because the one tournament will be life-changing for a lot of these young women. And I hope nothing but the best for them. Yeah. And that perspective also just also puts into perspective just how incredibly special it was that what your guys' teams were able to do twice in a row, mm -hmm. winning World Cups, winning on this level, while also balancing everything else that you did. Ashlyn, thank you so much for just everything that you've done to make tomorrow and the future so much better for these next generations and just such an inspiration. Thanks for joining us. Thank today. you so much. Thanks for having me. This has been such a treat. Ashlyn Harris joining her playbook brought to you by Nike. My name is Madeline Burke. Thanks so much for tuning in. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.